Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, Kramer and Jess. Mornings on Mix 106.5. Hey, is, is the handicap stall, is that only for people that are in wheelchairs? Because I got yelled at for for do, for using that stall. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your two cents on this, okay? So, you know, in case you don't know, we were I was in Costa Rica last week, and before I took off over at BWI, I had to go to the restroom, okay. all right? Yeah, as, yeah, as, yeah. as people do in public. Uh, and so I I went to the bathroom. And listen, this isn't just a a BWI thing. This is literally if I ever go and have to, you know, uh, number 2 in a bathroom publicly, I'm always going to choose the handicap stall because it is oh, no. so much bigger and better than a typical stall. The other ones just feel so tight. It feels so. Why would I not use the bigger and better one? Right? Because it's for somebody else. So I, 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 I go. I do. I do what I'm doing. Uh-huh. I, uh, I come out and there's a guy in a wheelchair who is waiting to use this bathroom. Mm-hmm. And this guy is not happy with me. He's like, "Did you not know that that one is?" Is, is only for people in, in wheelchairs. And of course, at this point, I'm like kind of caught off guard because I wasn't really expecting this to, this altercation to happen. So I just said, I'm sorry. But as I'm walking away, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, is that true? Is that true that the handicap accessible, the wheelchair accessible stall mm-hmm. is only supposed to be used by people that are in wheelchairs. Okay, were there other stalls open for you to use, yep. or was that your final option? Yep, nope, the biggest one. So you were able to go yep, use other have. stalls in the bathroom and you chose to specifically use the big one if, that's handicap accessible? If the big one is open, I will always I will always use it. Do you not do that? Does not everyone not do that? So if I go to a bathroom and there's other... If there's other stalls open, I use the other stalls. You won't just pick and, the big one. No. And I've been, and like, so there's been a situation where like, I like going to like a Ravens game or like going to a concert or something like that. If like, I'm in a position where I like, I'm literally about to pee my pants and the big bathroom is that that's what's only available. I will use it because I'll, you know, like I'm not trying to pee myself, but if I can hold it, I won't go in there and I'll wait for a regular stall to open just in case somebody is handicapped or in case like someone has like their kids in in there and they need to use the big bathroom. Uh, Amanda from Howard County, good morning. Good morning. Handicap stalls only be used by people that are in wheelchairs? Absolutely. I think people who use handicap stalls are selfish. There's so many other stalls that you could be using. You just never know, you know, if somebody's going to have an emergency and they're in a wheelchair and they need to get into that stall. I I just really think it needs to be open to somebody who's a handicap. So, okay, here's my here's my other my other take on this is that like if if this man was able to stand, right? And all the stalls were taken up, he would have to wait too. You know what I mean? Like if he was able to actually, you know, if if he was able to walk and there were stalls, then, you know, he would have to wait anyway if they were all taken. That's kind of the point is is that, right? Or there's somebody else in a wheelchair in there. He'd also still have to wait. I don't know. I just feel like it's just being 
it's just kind of gross. I mean, if you have other options and it's not an emergency on your end, then I think you should just take a stall made for you, not a stall made for somebody who has a disability or is disabled. Okay, I hear you. Thank you. Thanks for calling us. Yeah, of course. The Baltimore Top 3 with Jess. Number 3. Happy Pride. Pride Month is celebrated each year in June to recognize the impact that the LGBTQIA plus community has had on our history and to honor their pride in all aspects of their identity. And it was this month in 2007, during her fight to become Japan's very first openly gay member of parliament, Kanako Atsuchi and girlfriend Maki Kimura decided to get married in Tokyo during a time when their union was not recognized legally. Although she did not end up winning the race, her revolution Act was a massive milestone for the LGBTQIA community and movement in Tokyo. And for more information and for the full list of this month's Pride events and celebrations, you can visit BaltimorePride.org. Number two. If you didn't know, this week is actually National Dog Bite Awareness Week. And in honor of that, the United States Postal Service has released their annual list of the cities with the most dog bites for their employees, and unfortunately, Baltimore has landed on this list. This year's theme is Even Good Dogs Have Bad Days, and the organization is providing important information on how dog owners can help create a safe mail delivery environment. The top 20 ranking is comprised of 36 cities because some cities actually reported the same number of attacks, and on that top 20 list, Baltimore landed at number 20. We tied with Long Beach, California, Stockton, California. That's my hometown right there. Jacksonville, Florida, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, El Paso, Texas. Houston was the city with the most dog attacks against USPS employees in 2022, followed by Los Angeles and Dallas. Well, not a good list we're on, but at least we got last place. But hey, definitely a good reminder to watch out for our USPS friends and all delivery employees. Number one. This is so cool. Coldplay announced before their Music of the Spheres World Tour that they had a very ambitious environmental goal. And as part of their environmental and sustainability initiative, through their tour, they have been responsible for planting five million trees so far. One for every single person that has attended the show. The tour kicked off in March of last year and ends this November, so there is plenty of time for more trees. They've just got five million so far. The band announced that they've actually reduced carbon dioxide emissions by 47%. Their shows have also included exercise bikes and kinetic dance floors, so fans can actually help power the stage. That is so cool, and what an amazing and beautiful way to make a difference for the environment. This is Jess, and that was your top three. Whatever you do, if this is any advice you take away from today's show, please go home, take a picture of your pet, and put it on Instagram. <laughs> because if you're anywhere near as lucky as the story you're about to hear, you are going to be a millionaire. Today in dog news. Yes, it is time to do dog news. Uh, in case you don't know, I had a chihuahua for 14 and a half years. Her name was Kiki. I was just telling just yesterday that, like, I... I think as I as the days go by, it's actually getting harder for some reason, yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah, it's been so like it's like progressively getting harder. It was like very hard at the beginning when I lost her. She's like my best, like my the best thing that ever happened to me was Kiki. Uh, and then I lost her about three months ago, 
And I just told Jess, I'm like, for some reason, I'm getting, I'm like, it's like getting harder than it even was at the beginning. So I think there's ups and downs, you know. But listen, friggin' love dogs. And I know there's a lot of people listen to love dogs too. And other radio stations don't really cover what we consider the dog news. Mm-hmm. So when there's big breaking news in the dog world, I'm like, we got to talk about this. Y'all, <laughs> as you're driving to work today, I want you to realize that literally these influencer pets that you see on social media, you know, you may like their posts on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, right? Do you realize that some of these dogs are actually making over a million dollars you're lying (laughs) i follow so many i follow so many dog influencers and cat influencers you're joking right now let me break this down for you okay okay? (laughs) so there is this five-year-old golden retriever named tucker budson do you have any idea who that is no no clue i mean i probably i probably do you probably like him right yeah so this dog literally clears over a million dollars a year what on youtube and instagram post his owner, his human, I should say, uh, breaks down this payout. She's talking to the New York Post. She was saying that they, a YouTube-paid post yes. can be anywhere between forty to sixty thousand dollars. I'm at. I, I've seen some of these videos right now. I'm on. I'm on the IG. Yeah. Her post, forty to sixty thousand dollars per post on an Instagram. She says they make about twenty thousand dollars from anywhere to three to eight stories. What the heck? Like what? And if you're sitting here thinking, well, okay, this is obviously, you know, once, you know, once in a lifetime kind of situation. Oh, no. There's a sheepadoodle named Bunny who has over mm-hmm. 8 million TikTok followers, earns anywhere between 5000 and about $8,300 a post. You know what? I believe it. Is there a rabbit? Do you see a bunny influencer on that list? Because I follow one of those on TikTok and I like religiously. All about the, the, the bunny. All, I, the only other stats I have with these million dollar makers when it comes to pets yeah. is Doug the Pug. Have you heard of Doug? I've, I have heard yes. of Doug the Pug. Yes. Doug the Pug, 6 million TikTok followers, right? Uh-huh. Earns anywhere from about $3,500 to $6,000 <laughs> so per post. So this is, just realize, these people have made enough money, these humans have made enough money off their pets They've all quit their jobs. Obviously. They now literally are their full-time animal agents. They're selling them out for, like, you know, different deals, appearances. Yeah. Million dollars. I believe it, honestly. A year. I mean, I typically make fun of people that have a pet Instagram. I think it's just kind of kind of hokey. Like, yeah. I don't feel like anyone cares about your pet as much as you do. Not anymore. But I'm wrong, mm-hmm. okay? If you can go make a million dollars, please go home today. Start that Instagram. Start that TikTok. And you could literally be a millionaire. Listen, if your man is terrible at picking out clothes, are you allowed to buy clothes for him? <laughs> you are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Jessica Dutra. This is Judge Jess. Yes, welcome to another episode of Judge Jess. Welcome. In case you don't know, uh, presiding today is Judge Jessica Dutra. Yes. She happens to be the judgiest person that we know. So. Of so honesty is my favorite policy. Call it what you will. So we gave her her own segment where she gets to judge all of Maryland. <laughs> How this works is if you ever find yourself in a disagreement with someone, I hope you'll think about our show. And then call our voicemail and tell us what the situation is. The number 855 Kramer Jess. And then Judge Jess will rule once and for all who's right and who's wrong. So this week, when it comes to a man's clothes, if he's terrible, are you allowed to pick it out for him? 
Hi, this is Joyce from Forest Hill. Um, I just had a question for Judge Jess. My husband, his his wardrobe is, is like just super duper out of style. Um, it's like gotten to the point where he looks like an old man. I tried to buy him a new pair of jeans and it turned into this massive fight. And he was just basically like, you can't buy clothes for me. Like, I like my clothes. Like, this is insulting. And I'm like, I can't even go out with you. Like, if we go to a nice restaurant, like, you're, you don't even have nice clothes anymore. Like, it's actually becoming a problem. So mm-hmm. I was just curious, like, is it okay to, like, buy your partner clothes when you know better? <laughs> Thanks, uh, Judge Jess. Um, if you get this, I appreciate your time. <laughs> well... I think in this case, we got to pick and choose our battles. If you're a significant other, you know, that's his vibe, obviously. And we got to love our partner for their uniqueness. But I feel like if you guys have an occasion, an anniversary, a wedding, maybe like a work thing, you know, I feel like in those cases, he needs to meet you in the middle and you need to meet him in the middle. So like when y'all are living your life, like let him do his thing. But if it's something important then yeah, he needs to step it up. Have you ever picked out cro- uh, clothes for Garage Boy, your fiance? No, he that he's like styling on his own. He doesn't need okay. nobody's help. But however, like there have been times where, and we always ask each other for opinions. Like he'll ask me if this looks good. I'll ask him if like something goes with something else. And I put something on and he was like, that's not working. And I was like, wow. And I was like, hell yeah. Thank you so for telling you like me. That. Oh yeah, because it's like, you gotta look out for me and I gotta look out for you. Yeah, but I'm wondering. So when I was married, my ex-wife was w- way more into fashion than I was. And she actually completely like gutted my wardrobe. Mm. And at first it did bother me, but in hindsight, like once once we got divorced, I was like, what do I wear? Cuz like she was the one that always went like shopping for me. Yeah. So God, the only way I can stand up for this man though is like if that's what he likes. If that's the clothes he likes. Yeah. I think you got to let him be him, even if they are ugly, right? No, but he can like that Monday through Friday. But if y'all have a nice fancy dinner on Saturday. Then she gets a say. Then she gets a say. But what about the rest of the time? Like, he, he can he can wear whatever he wants. While out. Okay. While out in the, in the jeans that you like. You okay. know what I'm saying? But if we got a function, then you got to step your game up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Is it a relationship crime when you go to a new restaurant without your significant other? Because I think I'm innocent over here. She's 11 years old and really sad. Just gives advice with dear Abby. It's 106.5. Why do I already feel anger in my heart? I think I'm innocent. I don't know. Had all this, literally had all this joy from Costa Rica and a nice vacation, and I'm just feeling irked. Yeah. So uh, in case you've never been here for Dear Abby before, every every Tuesday we do an advice segment from an 11-year-old, but not just any 11-year-old. Abby is my 11-year-old niece, and she lives in California. I'm really close with my family, and I just talk to Abby about different things that are going on in my life, and she helps me sort through some things. So what is happening this week, Jessica? I'm leaning on Abby to let me know if I am in the wrong in this particular situation when it came to a new restaurant and my fiance and I. Abby, can I ask you for some advice? Yep. I need you to tell me if I'm in the wrong here. If you and your partner are excited about a new restaurant that's opening, 
do you have to wait for them to go? There is this new like salad place around the corner from where me and Gerald live. And we were both excited about it opening. We did not agree or like schedule a certain time, but both of us were really, really excited about this new restaurant. Well, one day this week, I actually went without him and like, I feel bad, but at the same time, it's not like we made like a pinky promise that we were going on the same day, but should I have waited to go with him? Personally, me, I don't think you're in the wrong because again, like you said, you did not pinky swear. Like <laughs> if I were to go to my best friend and be like, there's this new thrift store my mom could drive us with pinky swear we go together. <laughs> and then I just went opening day without her. That's a problem. But in your case, you were both excited about it, but you, you didn't promise to go together, so. Okay, so if I would have, like, basically said to him, I won't go without you, then that would have been messed up. So I'm like, I'm okay, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're fine. I think you're good. It was a really good salad. <laughs> as long as it was good food, then. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, thanks, Av. Love you. Love you. Man. It's, it's the, my mom can drive us oh, for yeah. me. I love that so much. That plus, you didn't pinky promise. So no, really, yeah. like, if you guys pinky promise, and yeah. obviously you'd be wrong, but you didn't pinky promise. Because at 11, that's, that's literally means everything. And we didn't. We didn't pinky promise. We didn't do any type of promise. You did my guy dirty. <laughs> you did my guy dirty over here. <laughs> no. Y'all, the same rules apply. If it's a being excited about anything, what? like this to me is giving watching a TV show without your partner being there. If you guys have started no, the series together, but we didn't start you're both anything. invested. We didn't start anything. This is a brand new restaurant. No memories have been made. No packs have been done. This is a brand new restaurant. So it's not like we started a show and we sat down on the couch and we're invested in these characters. There's nothing to, to be invested in because it's new. On, okay, honestly, I'll BS aside for a second. Uh-huh. In hindsight... And what is this hella place called? It's over in Towson? Yeah, it's chopped. It just opened. Is there not part of you now that feels that bad? That feels a little selfish. Yeah, I feel bad. Okay. I was going to say, <laughs> like, I don't think. I feel I'm hoping, bad. I'm, I, of your moral compass. <laughs> he was like, You went? That was like, mm. <laughs> You had like dressing all over your face. And the bags in the trash. I'm like, what are you talking yeah. about? A TV shows and new restaurants, man. You can't you can't do it without your partner. It's not fair. Now, now, now. These are the top three trending stories in the city. The Baltimore top three, three. with Jess. Number three. Baltimore's very own Morgan State University's marching band is going to France. The band is set to perform in France next June as part of the 80th anniversary commemoration of D-Day. The invasion that led to the defeat of Germany in World War II. The school's marching band, the Magnificent Marching Machine, will be the first from a historically black college or university to perform in the International Memorial. And not only will they be performing in the parade, the marching band is also doing a special performance at Disneyland Paris as part of the trip. That is so amazing. Not only are they making history but what a I mean what a cool experience and for more information on the band's trip and if you'd like to help cover students travel costs you can get all that info at give and a huge congratulations to the school marching band the magnificent marching machine number two so we can all agree that Amazon is pretty much taking over everything at this point half of the country is paying them $140 a year for two-day shipping plus prime video prime reading 
Prime Music and Prime Gaming, and possibly next up, a Prime cell phone service. Word is, is that Amazon Prime could eventually include a cheap cell phone service. Sources claim that Amazon has been talking with T-Mobile and AT&T about working together on a new offering, which could cost Amazon subscribers $10 or less a month. Obviously, that would probably be like a basic no-frills plan, but it could include enhancements like 5G. So officially, as of right now, T-Mobile and AT&T are denying the rumor, and there's no comment from Amazon yet. But honestly, I think this is a very likable possibility. The only thing I don't like about this, though, is that if they try to convince us that it's going to be a cheap cell phone service, because we all know that they're just going to hike up the price of your membership, okay? Just saying. Number one. Okay, get ready. Prepare yourselves for another Olivia Rodrigo takeover because fans have put together the hints that she has been dropping and it looks like she is releasing new music this month. So it all came together when she posted the artwork that she originally used to promote her hit song, Driver's License, which is an image of her driver's license card, right? Well, now on the new image, it looks exactly the same, except the expiration date has been changed to June 30th. So Olivia hasn't made any official statements about it, but in recent interviews, she's been talking about the follow-up to her debut album, Sour. That album debuted at number one and spent five weeks on the Billboard 200 album charts in 2021 and basically took over all of our lives. So get ready because it looks like that we might be getting new music from Olivia Rodrigo on June 30th. This is Jess, and that was your top three. Okay, parents, how are we feeling about this new trend about kids pooping outside? What the heck? I didn't, okay, I didn't realize this was a thing. Now, there's a lot of things, I gotta be honest, because I'm not a parent, and Jess is not a parent, Yeah. that we don't even know are really happening in the parenting world. No. Didn't know you guys were struggling with this right now. Uh, this this uh, this website called Slate.com had this like editorial section in it, and there was a woman that was writing in for parenting advice, and she was basically saying that she's so sick of seeing kids pooping outside, and not only just pooping outside, but their parents like encouraging their kids to poop outside. Okay. What is happening? I have not heard about this trend at all. So basically, it's and it's not so much. I don't want you to think that they're they're like you know just like just popping a squat. What what this parent necessarily is complaining about is parents that are bringing these little portable toilets with them. Okay, you know, okay, to use and they'll put them like under a tree, but like oh, like if they're at the park or something, right at the park and like oh, but they're cl- so close to. Playgrounds and picnics, you know, picnic areas and parks and stuff. Okay, so it's like it's a portable toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're mini, but uh-huh. like there's no cover, so they're just like so they're basically like sitting. So yeah, so this mom is like freaking out because she's like that seems gross because basically what they do is like they're pooping. Yeah. And then they're like going back to like play on the playground uh-huh. or whatever they're doing around because. Uh, literally, you know, these these kids don't either want to go to the public restroom. There isn't a public restroom or whatever. So their their parents apparently, and I don't know. Again, you're you're probably more parents than we are, but are, are now pooping uh, outside. Because I was about to say it's like camping, except you're doing it wherever you want. I mean, it's true, right? You know, yeah. So like, what like thoughts on this? Oh man, because this. So oh, the the no. writer, the writer that actually went into this editorial, actually was pissed. He was saying, like, it's always been a thing, apparently, but it's just picked up more probably because of COVID, and there were so many parents that couldn't go use public restrooms at the time. Well, yeah. But he said that parents just don't care if they're making random childless 
people uncomfortable. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll pull a quote from this uh, from this website. Uh, it seems like the people who take issue with this are the same ones that have problems with moms breastfeeding in public. So now uh, we're getting to a touchy topic. Well, Let's be careful. This I morning, don't know. Okay? I don't know. Jess, how does that how does that hit you? Honestly, if you were to see a kid pooping in public. Okay, yeah, but that's the thing though. They're they're like using these like portable potties that they have. It's not like a child is going into the bushes or and like popping a squat like an animal. <laughs> that's what's not happening. Cuz I'm thinking about this too. It's like if you're at a park and what if there isn't a bathroom because not all parks have bathrooms. Mm-hmm. And if your kid is past the point of of wearing a diaper, like what are you supposed to do? Like if there's not a bathroom within like a walking distance, I feel like that's probably like the portable, and I don't know what these things look like, but I feel like that's probably the <laughs> best option. Like I would at least try to like try to be um, a little discreet about it. Like I wouldn't want to do it like right next to the playground, like next to the sandbox yeah. or anything. But if you guys want to go like kind of off to the side side, I don't think I'd have an issue because what else are they supposed to do? I okay again, I don't have kids, but I can tell you as someone that is childless and I honestly breastfeeding doesn't mind. I don't that doesn't really bother me. No. It never has bothered yeah, me. So that's I, fine. I make these two different things. I do not want to see your kid pooping. I don't even if it's just like I a don't. little mini plastic no, thing. Mm-mm. I don't want to see your kid. Listen, I didn't come out here. I didn't come over here to Fort McHenry. But what if it's next to the car, like low, like low key next to the car? If you go hide it somewhere, that's fine. But if you brought it like with your whole picnic set up or whatever, and you got a little toilet and you just set it up. And you're like in the middle. Okay. Your kid can just poop right here, you know, in in the middle of the park. Like, no, we got to stay away from that. Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get the show daily. And if you think we've earned it, give us five stars. Hear Kramer and Jess live every morning on Mix 106.5 Baltimore. And check out the Kramer and Jess Uncensored podcast at KramerandJess.com. is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 